When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baker Mayfield, the Browns quarterback, requested a trade. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. Breaking news that we have here on NFL Live. The Browns have officially traded Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. If Baker Mayfield is anything like he was two years ago, the Panthers are going to be a playoff football team. Good job, boys. Good job. If something goes the wrong way and he's not the quarterback that everyone expects him to be, it might be the last time he has an opportunity to compete for a starting quarterback position. Oh, yeah, it has been three days since Baker Mayfield was traded to the Carolina Panthers. And, yes, there is still more to unpack, and we're going to do it right here on NFL Live. Hello, everyone. I am Shay Cornette, and joining us today, Sam Acho and Jeff Darlington here to break it all down. So, as of yesterday, Baker Mayfield completed and passed his entry physical with the Panthers, making it official that the former number one overall pick, no longer a Brown, and that Wednesday's trade is done, making him a Carolina Panther. So now that the money and the physical are all taken care of, make friends. You know what I mean? Remember this from Instagram back in April? Panthers receiver Robbie Anderson reacting to a report that his team did indeed have interest in one Baker Mayfield. And he posted this before the draft. No. Well, Anderson addressed his comments on the I Am Athlete podcast, which was taped prior to Mayfield signing with the Panthers. And here's what it sounded like. I felt like what I was doing that, that was in defense of Sam. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like at the end of the day, me and Sam do have chemistry, but it's like, well, I got to start all over again. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no disrespect to him, nothing. I wasn't taking it. It was just really in defense of who my quarterback is right now. So, again, this is Robbie talking before the trade was made official, guys. And so, Sam, does this kind of clear up any concerns about Baker meshing in this Panthers locker room? Well, it, it doesn't clear up concerns about meshing. It clears up concerns about the comments. When I saw the comments, I was like, oh, man, you just don't want Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. That's how I read those five or six letters, the N with the multitude of O's. But after hearing that I Am Athlete podcast where Robbie Anderson got a chance to express what he really meant with Brandon Marshall, I realized that, hey, I get it. You finally had a career year. The year before, you had 1,000 receiving yards, the best of your career. So this year, 2021, last year at least, you're hoping, okay, I'll do better. Now, mind you, he only had about five, 600 receiving yards with his quarterback. And so that part confuses me a little bit. But I do understand wanting to have chemistry with your quarterback. I do understand wanting to defend your quarterback. And also, after listening to that podcast, do understand Robbie Anderson's reasoning mm -hmm. for the end with the multitude of O's. Yeah, Sam, I got nothing wrong with it. I mean, I, look, even on, on two hands, the first of which is maybe, you know, look, first of all, wide receivers talk. It's one of the most tight-knit fraternities in the NFL. These guys talk to each other about their respective quarterbacks. It wouldn't surprise me if Robbie Anderson, say, heard from someone like Odell Beckham that, you know, maybe things weren't as cool as, uh, as he would like to be. But then again, here's the deal. Everybody gets to form their own opinions, and that's ultimately what Robbie will get to do with Baker Mayfield. 
On the other side of it, if you know the fan side of him was just coming out where he's being supportive of Sam Darnold in favor of Baker Mayfield, that's fine too. Whatever the case, whatever the scenario, these guys are going to kumbaya it out right when they get in the locker room together. Everybody knows the wide receiver's best friend is the starting quarterback. And if Baker Mayfield wins that starting job, you better believe that Robbie's going to be best friend. Yeah, so Jeff, you alluded well, to it. Obviously. Uh, well, real quick. Go ahead. They have, they have to kumbaya it out. Like, there's no choice. If Robbie Anderson wants to – everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants to stay in the NFL. So, if Robbie Anderson was defending Sam Darnold, which he probably was, well, now if Baker Mayfield's your starting quarterback, you better defend Baker Mayfield. And so, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, yes, you might say, okay, well, how do you build chemistry in Baker Mayfield? He's got a bad rap in, in league circles. It doesn't matter. You're my quarterback. You're on my team, right? Like the movie said, I'm the captain now. It's my <laughs> team now. So we're going to do this thing together. And, and whether it's going to be have you get a career year, extend my NFL future, it has to be water under the bridge. Yeah, I'm the captain now. I remember that. Uh, well, with Baker now on the move and has his place there with the Carolina Panthers, all eyes turn towards Jimmy Garoppolo because that is the last quarterback that really needs a destination at that point. At this point, the Niners quarterback underwent surgery on his throwing shoulder this offseason, as we remember, but he should be ready to go by training camp, according to all the reports that we're hearing. And that's in about two weeks yet. He still remains on that 49ers roster. And so, Darlington, what impact does the Mayfield trade have on Jimmy Garoppolo still being on this Niners roster? Well, one fewer team in the Carolina Panthers now. You can check them off. And I understand the market already was very limited when it came to supply and demand. But, look, from what I understand, we were needing to treat Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo as different uh, commodities anyway. Jimmy still needs to clear um, off-season shoulder surgery to allow him to start throwing again. That should happen literally any day at this point. When that happens, the market should materialize. But we have to remember that this is still a $25 million salary that Jimmy Garoppolo is scheduled to play under in 2022. So uh, the 49ers are still incentivized to move him. Jimmy still wants out. He doesn't want to go through what he went through last year. It's just a matter of once he does clear that, to find the market, to find the place, whether as a backup, a competitor for a starting job, or some injury that occurs during training camp that should shed a light on his next destination. Which, as we know, might not happen. And so the 49ers could be in a predicament. And so, Sam, who makes them better this upcoming season? Is it Trey Lance or is it Jimmy Garoppolo? I think the answer is obviously Trey Lance. At least that's what everyone in the 49ers organization, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, believe. That's why they made Trey Lance their starter, and that's why they're actively shopping Jimmy G. Here's the issue with actively shopping Jimmy G right now. Jimmy G can't throw right now. Trey Lance can. Jimmy G obviously shown you how far he can take you. Trey Lance, there's this idea, this potential, this untapped potential that everyone's excited about. So what I'm excited about is Trey Lance in this offense. Trey Lance with Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, his deep ball is outstanding, but the way he – Kyle Shanahan does an outstanding job of attacking the edges. And so with, with Trey Lance at quarterback, uh, zone read is available. Quarterback keepers are available. Attacking the edges, all that is available. So I think Trey Lance gives the 49ers a better chance at quarterback. I mean, just the disrespect, though, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Lance had a 33 QBR, Garoppolo a 53 QBR. And that is a lot of differential there. Um, there was a point, though, this offseason, Darlington, where we thought that the Niners could be without Jimmy G and Debo Samuel. But here we are. What is the latest on where things stand between the Niners and their star wide receiver? That's still very possible. Look, until Debo Samuel shows up to training camp and says he's ready to play, whether he has a new contract or not, I don't think that this drama is over. We can also connect Jimmy Garoppolo to Debo Samuel here. 
Once Jimmy Garoppolo were to be traded, for whatever compensation that would be, it moves $26 million in dead salary cap off of the 49ers books and into the hands of another team. When that happens, it obviously frees up money to do that Debo Samuel trade or uh, deal. Uh, again, though, this is all contingent on Debo Samuel wanting that deal with the 49ers. When he told me that he wanted out, it wasn't about even getting a new contract at this, that point. It was about the fact that he didn't like the conversations that had occurred at that point. So, look, there's re reconciliation that needs to occur between the 49ers and Debo Samuel before they can get that contract done. And then, of course, that becomes imperative. Of course. Well, him showing up to minicamp maybe is a good sign for this 49ers team. Our what if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. He's the best defensive player in the league. Pressure. Parsons has got it. Parsons sacks it. Let's go! If you don't know what I'm coming for, if you ain't worthy, I'll take your throne. Sorry, Tony, he's never getting that bad. If 10's the number, I'm going for 20. Pressure. Good luck, Parsons, again! It's crazy what this kid is doing. Like, I'm destined to do this. I just want to be a winner. Like, I want to be something. Born for greatness, man. Born for greatness, man. Well, it has been quite an offseason for Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. So far, he dropped the puck. More of like a spike, really, but that's okay. At the Hershey Bears game. And he's like, forget the ice. Let's move our talents to the diamond. Throw up the first pitch at the Rangers game. Check this out. Pretty good. Crosses the plate like that. Continued its tour of other sports. Decided let's hit the basketball court. Break some ankles. Nice little crossover here for one Micah Parsons. And then we went back to football yesterday. He won a race between defensive players at Agent David Magetta's Pro Week in Austin. Won the race. So this is all good. So, Sam, the defensive rookie of the year is having himself quite a nice summer, I must say so myself, hitting all the sports. <laughs> he is, he is. And, and Michael Parsons, he talked about himself being this leader, being this lion, a hunter, and that's what he is. And what I get excited about with him is, yes, like he's, he's almost like a part-time pass rusher that gets full-time stats. So I love what I'm seeing from Michael Parsons. I, I love it. And having some fun, too. Well, speaking of Parsons, we just happen to have someone here, <clears throat> that would be Sam, who knows a thing or two about the linebacker position. And so, Sam, right now on ESPN.com, our Jeremy Fowler compiled a list of, of ex uh, executives, coaches, and players, and who they ranked as the top interior linebackers in the National Football League. And so here's the ranking. We've got Darius Leonard at the top, Micah Parsons at number two, followed by Fred Warner, Devin White, and Roquan Smith. And so as I said, Sam, you're the expert here. Break down some things you like about this top five. 
What I love, number one, about Darius Leonard, and I say number one because he is number one, is his ability to force fumbles. So that's exciting. But we're going to start with number five. We're going to start with Roquan Smith, the Chicago Bear, who I played with, Shay, you know him very well. That's right. This dude padded the stats in his fourth season as a Bear. He had 524 tackles in the last four seasons. He can rush the quarterback. He can run sideline to sideline. He's not the biggest, but he's a tackling machine. 14 sacks, 17 PBUs. And what, what I love about him is his awareness. He's the guy who will sniff out a screen or any type of shovel pass before anyone else knows about it. Number four, because we're starting in reverse order. I'm going to go Devin White, another guy who I played with one of my last years in the NFL. This dude is sideline to sideline. Ran a 4-4 40, but what's most impressive is his ability to rush the quarterback. Yes, he is an off-the-ball linebacker, but what Todd Bowles loves to do in this defense is to bring off-the-ball linebackers on what we call cross-dog blitzes. So you're going to find him consistently in the backfield, consistently beating running backs and also beating offensive linemen. Number three, we're going Fred Warner, one of the most complete linebackers in the NFL. So he's an every-down linebacker, which is rare to find in the NFL, you see a lot of guys play on first down and on second down, get taken out on third. Fred Warner can cover, Fred Warner can tackle, Fred Warner can lead his team, and he's one of the primary reasons why the San Francisco 49ers have been so consistently good all year long, even going back the year before. Number two, the man we all love, Micah Parsons. I said part-time pass rush, you only rushed the quarterback 52.9% of the time last year. Yet he had 13 sacks, defensive rookie of the year. He played four different positions, at least 115 snaps at four different spots, whether he was rushing the quarterback or dropping. What I love about Michael Parsons is his natural pass rush ability. You don't have to teach him anything. Just let him go. And number one, I said him first. I'm going to say him last. The first shall be last. The last shall be first. Darius Leonard, eight forced fumbles four interceptions. He is a turnover machine. And I, I actually, I misspoke. He's not a turnover machine. He's a takeaway machine because he takes the ball away from other teams. Single-handedly, this man consistently with his long arms, with his football awareness, gets the ball out of the offense's hands. And so for me, that's why I respect this list. Each and every one of these linebackers has a different facet to their game that makes them great. They're all different. They're all unique. Some are bigger. Some are smaller. Some have longer arms. But they all affect the game in a tremendous way. Yeah, no doubt. Darius Leonard has been either all pro or to the Pro Bowl in each of his four seasons in the NFL so far. Let's get to some read and react statements here across the National Football League. And let's start with the commander's receiver, Terry McLaurin. He got a three-year, $71 million extension. And he spoke about it earlier this week. Man, I almost get emotional right now. Like, I, I cry, and I, I cry some real tears because <clears throat> for a lot of my life, I really had to grind and work for what I have now. And I had a lot of adversities, and, you know, some people didn't necessarily believe in my ability, but it's really cool to be standing here as a kid from Indianapolis, you know, young, just had a dream to play in the NFL, man. It's very surreal, so I'm, I'm really excited. And I'm, uh, I'm just humble because I try to do things the right way. So all that hard work has paid off for Terry McLaurin. So, Jeff, who are the next receivers in line to possibly get an extension like this? Man, DK and Debo are about to get paid. We could talk all day about the different storylines, whether it be Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo, but the biggest storyline this offseason has generally been the change in salaries with the wide receiver market. It has absolutely skyrocketed. We're seeing it there with Terry McLaurin's deal, and now DK and Debo are due to make upwards of $20 million, $25 million even 
uh, per year. It is a fascinating development in the NFL. No doubt. Let's keep it moving here with Read and React. In Buffalo, there are some high expectations this season, and safety Jordan Poyer had this to say about his QB, Josh Allen, via Inside the Garage on the Volume Podcast Network. We have the right group of guys in that locker room to, to do that. Obviously, I think we got the best quarterback in the damn league. So, you know, that being said, I think the sky's the limit for this team. And obviously, there's a lot of high expectations on, on our football team. But, you know, we like to keep things, you know, real. You know, we like to keep – we come into work every day and just work. That's what we do. Best quarterback in the league, huh, Sam? Agree or disagree? Hey, I'm going to say he's my favorite quarterback in the league. Every time the ball is in his hands, he's going to make a play. And what I mean by that is specifically third and one, third and three, got to have it, fourth and one. They're going to put the ball in Josh Allen's hands, and he wants to make a play. Mano Imano, he will like he will run you over. It doesn't even matter. And so that's what I love. There was a play last year and a play the year before where it was like fourth and three. You got to have it. Quarterback sneak. He stopped in the backfield. 11 guys in front of him. And he just continues to make plays. And so for me, uh, you could argue he's the best. I'd love to argue that. But he's also my favorite. Hey, is he the best, Sam? Is he the best? Uh, it's, it, of he course, you could say. put him up there. You also could put other quarterbacks up there. We won't say. If I was a Bill, I would say he was the All best. Right, put it that enough. way, Shay. We'll leave it right there. All right, let's keep it moving. Devontae Adams, traded out of Green Bay, joins his college teammate Derek Carr in Las Vegas. The former Packers QB, that would be Brett Favre, was asked what he thought the impact of Adams leaving would be. I do think that Devontae will, will make uh, Derek Carr better. And in time, they will be a dynamic duo. Now, will it be the duo that that Aaron and Devontae had? Time will tell. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but he's not in Aaron uh, Aaron's league. I, I'd be shocked if he had the same year he's, he's had in the previous year. That's not to say he can't do it, but I, I would be shocked. Now, I want to remind one Brett Favre and everyone else out there, Carr and Adams connected for 39 touchdowns in two seasons at Fresno State. That's the most by any college tandem in the last 10 years. So, Jeff, do you think that could happen this season? Perhaps they could connect early and often? I do, and very quickly, just to make this much clearer, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, Sam. That's all it took. Anyway, look, here's the deal about Devontae Adams. No, I don't expect his numbers to fall off. One thing that we have to remember about Derek Carr, going into week 12 of last season, without a wide receiver or a tight end in the top 20 in productivity, he led the NFL in passing yards. Derek Carr is largely underrated when it comes to his productivity, especially when it comes to the yardage output he puts up. So I think that Devonta Adams very easily could still match the numbers that he had in Green Bay. Will the team find success? That's a different story. But Adams' numbers will still be way, way up there. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Darlington. All right, another receiver that rejoined a college teammate this offseason. That would be Hollywood Brown, who went from Baltimore to Arizona to join Kyler Murray. And here's what Coach Cliff Kingsbury said about Brown learning the offense. Quote, I'd say comparatively speaking, if you're talking about a guy who didn't know the quarterback or didn't play in a similar system and didn't get to work out with him and hear the call, see the signals, I would say he's way ahead of the curve when it comes to that. And so, Sam, what are you going to be watching in the Cardinals wide receiver and, and their core this upcoming season? I'll actually be watching not Hollywood Brown mostly. I'll be watching Rondell Moore, second-year pro out of Purdue. Last year, he in the first two games, he had 11 catches for 182 yards. He's going to be paired alongside Hollywood Brown. And obviously, DeAndre Hopkins will be out the first few games. And so, yes, Hollywood Brown, we're excited about. A.J. Green is there as well. But the bigger picture and the bigger story for me is what's going to happen in the slot 
for the Arizona Cardinals. They lost Christian Kirk in free agency to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They talked about, in that same interview, Cliff Kingsbury said, hey, Rondell Moore, instead of giving him some of these quick screens and bubbles, we're actually going to give him the entire route tree. And so that's what I'm excited to see happen with this Arizona Cardinals offense. Yeah, no doubt. And there's some pressure on this Cardinals team to be good, at least in the second half of the season. We saw what happened last year when it fell down. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NFL Live. The Super Bowl champion Rams open their run it back tour in 62 days against the Bills. But who's counting, right? They've already done some work to retain that Lombardi trophy. For more on their repeat chances, Adam Schefter continues his off-season question series. Can the Los Angeles Rams repeat? No one puts out more or better sequels than Hollywood. And now it will attempt to do the same with the 2022 Rams who are trying to run back the type of success they ran up last season. Here at SoFi Stadium in Super Bowl 56, the Los Angeles Rams are world champions. The defending champs lost Robert Woods and Von Miller, but of course, in their usual F the picks way, F them picks, we'll use them to go win more Super Bowls. Added former Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson and former Seahawks standout Bobby Wagner. And then they were also able to extend Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, two stars that had major roles in bringing the Lombardi to LA. They're all a part of the script for September 22, when LA begins its title defense at home against the Buffalo Bills, another team looking to replicate the award-winning performance from the Rams last season. So the Rams are looking to become the ninth team to win Super Bowls in back-to-back seasons. But it last happened nearly 20 years ago when the Patriots won it in the 2003 and 2004 seasons. So this is by far the longest drought between repeat champions in Super Bowl history. And so, Sam Acho, if you were to put together a formula for this Rams squad to repeat, what would it look like? I would say follow the leadership of the guys who haven't been there with you last year. Who is that? That's Bobby Wagner. Yes, he has a Super Super Bowl, but he didn't win one with you last year. Why is that? Complacency is a real thing. It's easy to win one and say, okay, I'm going to try and get there, but that same hunger is not there. Who else do you need to follow? Allen Robinson, a dominant receiver who had a down year last year with a rookie quarterback who could help you win games. Yes, Cooper Cup is a Super Bowl. MVP. Yes, Matthew Stafford really revitalized his career, but sometimes you got to get a little bit healthy. You got to stay healthy. And you have to follow the guys who really, really want it more. Obviously, it's hard to say you don't want a Super Bowl. We all want it. But just when you get that ring, it's kind of hard to get it again, as we've seen in history. Mm-hmm. And Sam, by the way, it's kind of crazy to think about that Matt Stafford really has been in this system for really just a cup of coffee at this point. And he talked about that um, with the Rams website, just about how much more comfortable he already is with the offense compared to what he knew uh, at this time once once he was uh, traded to the Rams. So 
this goes a long way with what this offense is going to try to do. Even uh, considering the fact that Odell probably, if they, he does resign, won't be available till late in the season. So I, I just think that Stafford's availability when it comes to his understanding of Sean McVay's offense is going to go a long way in a potential repeat for this team as well. Okay, so if we're talking repeat for this Rams squad, they, they obviously beat out the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Who's the biggest threat to the Rams this upcoming season, Sam? You already know what it is. It's the Buffalo Bills Your led by Josh Allen. Who, who, <laughs> my favorite quarterback, who uh, matched Patrick Mahomes throw for throw in the AFC Championship game. But why are the Bills the favorite? Because, not just because of Josh Allen, because they added Von Miller. So the reason, part of the reason why Kansas City was able to win that game is that the Buffalo Bills couldn't get after the quarterback. They had a lot of young defensive ends who were still trying to figure out, how do I do this when it matters? We all know that Von Miller can. Last year, Von Miller had four sacks in the playoffs. His last playoff appearance, which also led to a Super Bowl, he had five sacks. So for me, Von Miller is the answer and is the key and is what's going to get the Buffalo Bills over the hump. Darlington, you agree? No. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I already very made, made very clear that I think <laughs> the Chiefs, but I'm going to say the Bucks actually are the biggest threat to the Rams, a team in their own conference. I, I think that, gosh, if we could sign up for that conference championship game right now, the Rams and the Bucks, I would love to watch that again. And Tom Brady is at a point uh, that he's coming off of a year in which he had career high in yards. We saw the way that season ended against the Rams. It was so close down to the wire when the Bucks did make that comeback. So, and I think that that ultimately could wind up playing out exactly like that again. Wh whichever team proves to be better in the NFC, then they'll have their hands full with the Chiefs, um, you know, not the, not the Bills. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, speaking of the <laughs> NFC, we've talked a lot about how this has been going to be an interesting year in the NFC, that it could potentially be a down year. So it's time for some quick reads right now. And so a dark horse candidate who could make a run in the NFC. Sam, you go first. So you got dark horse. Minnesota Vikings. Oh. Here's why. Their defense is sneaky good. So they drafted Lewis Seen in the end of the first round out of Georgia. Dominant safety. He's playing alongside Harrison Smith. They signed Zadarius Smith as well to play alongside Danelle Hunter. For me, and also signed Jordan Hicks, who was an outstanding linebacker last year in Arizona. Patrick Peterson re-signed as well. And so, yes, we can talk all about the offensive weapons and Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. But I think their defense is going to help them get over the top, especially in a lot of those close games that they lost last year. You know, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. And keep in mind, we did clarify, dark horse candidate. This can't be like the 49ers, who obviously made a nice postseason run last year, even though it feels like they could be a potential dark horse for the Super Bowl. But the Eagles here went 9-8 last season. They showed the type of potential uh, that they could be one of those sneaky teams. If they get into the playoffs and make a run, that they could be one of those very sneaky teams. It's all going to be, though, a matter of that quarterback play with Jalen Hurts and whether he can make the next step at the position. Hey, and in that division, they could go on a run. We will see. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What you might have downloaded already on your phone is Twitter. And so if you didn't see this yesterday, that's Lamar Jackson just saying another day at the office, essentially one of those days. And that's him. Yep. In a tank top looking swole. And then DK Metcalf comments. Damn, cuh, let me borrow a bicep. And so, Jeff Darlington, are you reading into this comment by DK Metcalf at all? <laughs> um, no, I'm, the only thing I'm reading into is the fact that both men have large biceps. And uh, certainly nothing that I can uh, compete with. Sam over there, uh, he can speak better than this than I can. Sam, I know can you speak about to the biceps, biceps or what? I can speak to the biceps, but DK got some big old biceps. He ain't got to worry about Lamar's biceps. I will say this. Lamar Jackson's put on 15 to 20 pounds of muscle, so I'm excited about that. All right. Um, speaking about yeah, being excited, you'd think the Cowboys are excited for this upcoming season. You know, Dak Prescott is back and healthy for 2022, unlike last summer when he was still rehabbing from his ankle injury that ended his 2020 season after just five games. In the draft, the Cowboys added offensive tackle Tyler Smith out of Tulsa with the 24th pick. And then in the second round, they took Ole Miss edge rusher Sam Williams, who had 12 sacks for the Rebels last season. Dak will be without one of his top targets, though, as a four-time Pro Bowler Amari Cooper was traded to the Browns. Cooper had been the Cowboys' leading receiver since his arrival in 2018. And edge rusher Randy Gregory signed with the Broncos after he objected to a clause in the deal that Dallas was offering him. Gregory had six sacks last season, which was second on the team. Well, then there's this. Now Bill's pass rushers, Von Miller, told the Athletic that the Cowboys had interest in him, and he said this, I told them I was ready to come to the Cowboys. I would have taken less to go to Dallas because it's Dallas, but I wouldn't take that much less. Interesting. Jerry Jones being cheap is not something I thought I would ever be discussing, but here we are. So, Sam, how much confidence do you have in this Cowboys defense this season? Shay, I got confidence. I would have had a whole lot more if Vaughn would have been on that team. <laughs> the reason Vaughn Miller says it's Dallas is that he's actually from Dallas. Yes, it's called, quote, DeSoto, a suburb about 25 minutes outside of the heart of Dallas, but he's from Dallas. He went to Texas A&M. He's in Dallas all the time. Oftentimes when I go back to Dallas because it's Dallas and I'm from there too, I'll see Vaughn at North Park Mall. That's how much this dude loves being in Dallas. And so, yes, the, the Cowboys have the defense pieces but also the coordinator Dan Quinn year two to make a run in the playoffs but it's not just about making a run in the playoffs it's about winning a Super Bowl if you are a cowboy or a cowboy fan and Von Miller does that Von Miller wins Super Bowl so for me huge miss on the Dallas Cowboys but they're still gonna be able to make a run they still need some more pieces though I will say that First of all, y'all are still hanging out at malls. Have you not heard of Amazon? Like, what are you, talk what are you even talking about? But, look, here's the other thing. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Look, I think the Cowboys defense is a top 10 unit this coming season. The question for me is whether they can replicate the turnovers that they had last year. Even without Von Miller, look, they had 27 interceptions, 34 takeaways, both leading the league in those categories. That's not an easy thing to repeat. But if they can even come close to that mark, this is still a top 10 unit in the NFL. Hey, having both coordinators return for the Cowboys this season is huge for them. That is for certain. So, Sam, with that being said, can the Cowboys offense carry them on a deep playoff run? See, that's a big question. My answer would be no. You lost Amari Cooper. Who is going to replace him? Once again, we talk about adding these pieces. Who have the Cowboys added in the receiver room to be able to help CeeDee Lamb, to be able to help Dak Prescott, to be able to help what's hopefully going to be a healthy Michael Gallup. Hopefully he'll be ready. Hopefully we're going to see a healthy Zeke Elliott. Hopefully he'll be healthier this year than he was last year. And so for me, I've seen a lot of teams get better in the offseason. 
at least offensively. I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys haven't. Just put mm -hmm. it simply. They haven't. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they're done yet. Maybe there will be a piece or two that happens in training camp, maybe before the trade deadline. But they still need some help in order to make a deep playoff run. Jeff, quickly, what do you think? I mean, I think they have all the potential, but I'm just – the NFC West exhausts me every year. Like, everybody talks, 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 talks. Let's just wait and see what happens. Hey. I'm never willing to pick a favorite in the NFC. Okay. Well, they just need to clean up their penalties, I think. Get out of their own way. That would be a positive. We do have time here on yeah. NFL Live for one more thing. Check out this shirt. Here, Jeff, I think, has it. He can hold it up for us. It was created by Homage, along with friends and family of John Clayton in his memory. The shirt plays off the Slayer shirt that Clayton wore in his famous This is Sports Center commercial. Homage is also making a donation to the Multiple Sclerosis Society, a cause that John was very passionate about supporting. Obviously, that was a picture of you, yeah. but you have the shirt there with you as well. Awesome. It looks very comfortable, too, huh, Darlington? It is a great shirt. Homage uh, put it out. Uh, I think I speak for so many at ESPN that says we miss John every single day. Uh, this was his favorite time of year, getting ready for the NFL season. I know I miss him, but I do love wearing this shirt. Uh, in his memory, uh, and you know, it's funny. I get I wear this to the grocery store and I get people all the time being like, is that is that John Clayton? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a John Clayton shirt right there. John Clayton shirt. Well, it, where can it, we where can people get it? Amage.com. Yep. I think Amage's they have that up there. Yes. Amage's yeah. website. You can yep. go get it. So it looks like Sam Macho and, and I have some shopping And by the way, do. they're going to donate some of those. They're going to donate some of those funds to the MS Society. So we'll see you all later. Have a good weekend, Great everybody. Treat.